You're listening to Homestead Family Podcast. All right. Well, hello, hello. My name's Austin. This is Homestead Family Podcast. Welcome to another episode. So glad that you're here. You know, as we get going into 2021, we're actually into February already. Can you believe it? This week is actually marking Valentine's Day. We are coming into Valentine's Day. When you listen to this on Monday or throughout the week, Valentine's Day will be on Sunday, February 14th. So this is your reminder, whether you're the the guy or the girl who needs the reminder, don't forget, put it on your calendar, go ahead and go out and do something, make a plan for your relationship during this season. I know it's corny, I know we get upset and think that it's too commercialized, but let me tell you, there's never a bad time to tell your partner that you love them and do something special for them. And that's actually what I want to talk about a little bit today. I just want to take some time and go over maybe some easy dates to start out with in 2021, right? The dating field has changed and because I think it is super important for our relationships, not just as singles, but as couples, as people who are married and in these lasting binding relationships, it's so important to remember why we got married and then continue to do things that we like to do with the person we said we like to do things with. All right. So today I'm actually, I got a couple things going and I'm going to try something new here at the beginning. We're going to try a fun fact about marriage. And so I looked some up and of course they are going to be true because I Googled the internet. That's right. I looked on the internet. Thank you very much. And no, I didn't do Google. What do you call it when you search on DuckDuckGo? Is it just I searched the internet, right? Um, I feel like it's like a play on DuckDuckGoose, but there's no good way to say what you did. But I did find this sweet egg of a fact from the Huffington Post, so we know it is trustworthy. They said that sharing the housework equals more sex. Right, so that in this little uh, roundup they did, they said sharing is caring, and when couples share household chores, it actually can increase your sex life. Out of a study done in 2015 from the University of Alberta, way up there in Canada, right, couples who divvied up or shared cleaning tasks reported higher relational satisfaction. They were actually happier, and I can see that. No one likes doing the laundry by themselves. I. Chore is just better when you do it together. This is actually something that me and my wife, Teresa, have done pretty well throughout our relationship. There's still times where I slack on helping in certain areas or maybe uh, we get busy and we divide and conquer. But like most nights, we do the dishes together. We try and do laundry and folding when we can together. We clean the house at the same time, working on things together. And sure, it's impossible to do everything together, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about not being stuck in these gender roles, but actually finding what works for you and participating in life together, right? We're partners. We're 
helpers. We're supposed to come alongside each other. So I think that is a super interesting article and truth about uh, relationships, right? So if you want to improve your intimacy and as a byproduct, spice up your sex life, go ahead and come alongside with the towel and dry some of those dishes. All right, so we're going to get into this. I actually want to talk about some ways that can make it a little easier for us to remember how to date. Maybe think about your relationship. Remember how you were at the beginning when you first met your your wife or your husband because everything at the beginning was a date. Even when you didn't think it was a date, your partner probably thought it was a date. I remember my wife, Teresa, she thinks back to our first date and... She counts it as a date, and it was literally meeting up at probably a Panera and talking and, I don't know, doing something. I may have helped her with um, her budget as a first date. I can't remember. It was at the beginning. I helped her uh, with her finances and budgeting, so that is I don't know if that should have been a warning for what I was getting into or a good sign that she was open for some help, but hey, it's worked out so far. You know, everything we did was a date, whether it was coffee, going out for a meal, you could literally go do laundry together and it was a date. Teresa, funny, she loves the show Friends and was watching it and the other day she was playing this episode and if you know Friends, which... If, unless you've lived under a rock, you've probably heard of it. But these two people, Ross and Rachel, uh, on this date, they were doing laundry at a laundromat. And it wasn't a date, but it turned into a date. And like all his friends were telling Ross that, oh, it's a date. And you got to prepare and think about it this way and make sure you're the man and show her and help her and, you know, puffing them up to look good. And then like she was oblivious half the time because she had just never done laundry before. And I mean, well, I don't want to go into Friends. This isn't a Friends podcast. I'm sure you could find one of those. But the reality is it was like this normal mundane thing that became this connecting bonding moment for them. And so often when we get married, we go from this stage of everything's a date and I want to spend time with you to the point where nothing's a date and I want to find time to be by myself. Somehow things shift and we've moved from being excited to spend time with our partner to being inconvenienced and having to give up what we really wanted to do. Oh, I never get time to spend with my friends or I, I never get time to go out. I never get time for me. And all of those things are necessary. Like we need personal time. We need hobbies and things that recharge ourselves. But also we have to consider not to do that to the extreme where we're actually isolating at the expense of our relationship. If you think about your schedules, right? If you're both working and you have kids and you have responsibilities around the house, what's the likelihood of time that you're spending with each other on an intimate dating relationship, right? So I want us to think about ways we can be intentional about dating. And so I made a a quick list of things that I think are 2021 approved dates that we can do in our relationships to bring things back. And I actually have a bonus one from our friends over at Awesome Marriage. And it's such a a blessing to have other people in this space doing great work. So I'm going to leave that for the end. Little teaser for Awesome Marriage over there and Dr. Kim and their team. If you want another podcast that just dives deep into how to build a strong, lasting marriage, I'd really encourage you to look up Dr. Kim and Awesome Marriage on wherever you get your podcasts. They have a great blog and website resources too. So, all right, I want to go through just a a couple lists of things that I think could be really easy to do for a date, all right? And guess what? Not all of them revolve around food. The first one does. 
And the first one is actually a um, picnic, right? So think about this. I want you to think about going on a picnic. Me and my wife did this a couple times. And it doesn't have to be crazy. We actually, my wife is loves it. She's a little romantic. And I love her because she actually went and got a picnic basket, like a little wicker one from some store and filled it up and planned this whole day and we went out and you ate. You can do it like super simple right now and maybe not right now because it's outside and it's snowing and wherever you live. Maybe you live somewhere nice like Florida or Southern California or something or Arizona and you can be outside and you don't want to do it in the summer because it's blazing hot but like right now is your perfect time. Great. Go ahead and plan your picnics for right now. The other is Maybe you don't have to do an outside picnic. Like, it's super simple to put a blanket on the floor in your living room, set it up, and have a picnic together, right? These are things that aren't hard. Like, we can do this after dinner. And the cool thing is, it's just this time where we're focused on our partners and we're interacting and it's something that we can just do and not have any other distractions, any other pools, right? We're just spending this cool time hanging out and talking. And when we create space for that to happen beautiful things come out of it. So one, number one is going uh, for a picnic, right? Number two would be go for a walk together and not just like speed walk to get it done, but like walk around your neighborhood or drive to a park where you can walk and then be intentional about your time together, right? So a lot of dating simply comes down to creating space to build connection. So if you're going to go for a walk as a couple, here's a trick. Hold hands while you walk. I know. I'm just breaking all the rules as a married couple, but it's okay to still hold hands, right? That's not excessive PDA or public display of affection. That is acceptable for you to do. That physical contact is going to bring you guys closer simply by holding hands, walking, talking about life, dream together, maybe look at houses while you walk and just be like, oh man, I like that one. Or man, I can't believe they have that color shutters on that siding. Like it's okay to be critical of someone else's house on a walk, right? You're not going to go up to their face, knock on their door, be like, hey, your house is hideous. If you do that, don't, don't do that. That's not nice. If you go out for a walk, like it's okay to have those moments with your spouse and, and realize that it's, we, we've missed this art of small talk together. Okay. So that's number two, right? First one, do a picnic. Do something simple. Like, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can find probably cheese and crackers in your pantry right now. Like, you could do this after dinner and just hang out. Like, grab some fruit, cut up an apple, cut up an orange, grab some cheese, sit on the floor, snack together, and talk, right? These are simple dates. Like, we have, we can't think about if we only limit ourselves to going out to restaurants, going to the movies, right, going to a show, these big events, right? Doing a, um, whatever is monster truck rally. I don't care. Doing a mystery dinner, doing an escape room or ax throwing, right? Whatever's cool and hot right now, whatever we used to do in the past, then right now in this situation we're living, we feel like maybe we can do nothing. But this is why I'm kind of doing this, right? To try and spur the creative juices for you to think, what's a simple thing I can do to create dedicated time for me and my partner to connect? Okay. The next would be a movie night. But maybe we need to do this like coronavirus style. And that sounds gross, but like into the context of the situation we're living in in this day and hour, right? In 2021 through 2020, we've had to change, right? Movie theaters may not be open where you're at. So maybe plan a night where you pick a movie together and stream it at home. But 
you know, make up popcorn. Go grab some bonbons and hot tamales from the store or Mike and Ike's, whatever your favorite candy is. Get, you know, either do a blanket, do it like a drive-in or get on the couch and make it like something where you're actually close together. If you normally sit really far apart on opposite ends of the couches, guess what? There's a middle cushion for a reason. It was put there for you two to sit on next to each other. Let's utilize that. A big thing in these is going to be including touch. Okay, so I, I I personally believe if the only time we're including touch into our relationships is when we're making a bid for intimacy, if we're only touching and kissing and holding hands and giving massages and giving hugs and uh, you know playing footsie is when we're trying to get sex, then we're missing these great opportunities to connect and grow in this depth of intimacy. If you make that a priority of of increasing physical touch in your relationship, you'll have great sex and you'll have great connectedness as a as an outcome, right? It can't be the only reason I want to touch you is to sleep with you. Like that's missing the point of why we're in this relationship, okay? Now we've hit that. We're going to do a picnic, we're going to go for walks together, we're going to watch a movie, okay? Here's another one. Plan a time to do a exercise together. Go for yoga. Do a um a meditation time together. Do if you're if you're religious, do a um time of devotion together where you're praying and going through scriptures. There's this reality of being able to grow spiritually together. We are both physical and spiritual beings. And so a great way to connect together is to dive into these practices that we have, right? Being healthy together, being physically healthy and exercising together, being mentally healthy together, being spiritually healthy together, finding ways to connect like that. The other one, okay? So we have going for a picnic, going for a walk, having a movie night, doing yoga or meditating together, having a devotional time together. Number five, volunteer at a common passion point. Man, if we've learned anything over the last year, it's that we've become even more aware of the need for others and a desire to help them. So you could literally find a place to volunteer right now and contribute and do it together and use that as a way for you guys to have a combined meaning and purpose in your relationship. It becomes something we do as a couple, something we do as a family unit. That has power to draw you together, to be sound in your relationship, to have purpose and and feel like you're making a difference as a couple, right? We're not just existing. We're not just working and eating and sleeping and paying bills. There's no wonder we're being run down because we're going through life in a way that we were never intended to do. And so create space, volunteer at a common passion point, sign up for an organization together, get in touch with your local community and see what the needs are. Find a place that is like near and dear to your heart, a need that is close to you and work on that together as a couple and then schedule time to start participating and and seeing change in these areas that you're passionate about. All right, the next one is a bonfire or campfire, right? Doing a fire and just sitting around. This is actually one I think of my wife's favorite. She loves a good campfire. And we actually have two fire pits in our backyard right now. And I've left them both there because she just loves it so much. I never know when I just need to. I'm kidding. It's excessive. I just haven't cleared one out. The reality is like that's super simple. 
maybe you don't have a tree that you could cut down. You don't have to cut a tree down and like split it and stack it and dry out the wood and be ready and have all that. No, you can go to like any gas station or supermarket now and buy a bundle of wood for five bucks. There's people with property just about everywhere and they literally put stacks of wood outside um, especially in our area, you can drive down any road and there's someone with a stack of wood outside and a little coffee can that you can put $5 in and take some wood home. And then boom, you have a one-time all-you-need fire. Like, that's awesome. Just sitting around, right? You have this, picture it. It's evening, it's cool. You got this fire going, you got your chairs, you're up next to it, you got a coffee or a hot chocolate and you're sitting and you're just looking up into the sky and you hear the crackle of the fire and the smoke swirling around the smell of the wood burning. And you guys are just interacting and talking and dreaming together about life, right? You're laughing about what happened today at work or something silly you saw online, right? And this is, I mean, you want my my real advice? Don't talk about anything online. Take a break. On your dates, take a break from online. And it's hard because we want to document our life and we have Amazon Photo, and all our photos can get played on our smart devices and TVs as our screensavers. And I love it because I get reminded of all these memories. But guess what? It's okay. Our memories still work in our brains, too. We can remember things without having to be told to remember them. And if we forget something, it's okay because we can do it again in real life. Here's the next one. Learn to play a game together. So I'm not talking just about like video games and computer games. I'm talking about like legit old school board games, card games, trivia games. Okay. Um, Maybe you guys aren't super adventurous. Find another couple or two that you can get together with and play a, a game that is fun. Think about, you know, all these different games. Since I've been married to Teresa, I've actually learned a bunch of games and I think they're just from this area. I don't know. I'm sure they're bigger because they're like no one, but there are some games I've learned just from her family, like uh, Stick Wacky, which is literally setting up sticks and then knocking them down on teams, which is super simple, but guess what? It's super fun and we do it as a family and we have a great time, not because it's some complex, elaborate thing that spent a lot of money. No, it's like two by twos and four by fours cut down in these little pieces. You stack them up on each side and you try and knock them down, right? It's like, I don't even know how to explain it other than it's pretty awesome. And you should, um, you probably couldn't even Google it. And I, I don't know if I'd recommend Googling Stick Wacky on any search engine. So, Just believe me, right? If you want more about it, you can email me and I'll figure out how to write the details of it to give you rules and instructions. Maybe we'll post a video of it so you can understand it. But, um, you know, I've learned how to play Dutch Blitz. I didn't know that was a thing because I grew up in California and there wasn't a lot of Dutch people around. Or um, I don't even know what other games I've learned. Hand and Foot. Yeah, that's another weird name uh, for a card game. But we learned that. You know, I knew how to play Rummy growing up. All these different things. Play catchphrase, Pictionary, whatever it is. If you're into, um, you know, skill-based games, learn how to play something like that. It's it's fine. Learn these different... There's so many games. Figure out a time. Go to the store. Literally pick a game off the shelf that sounds interesting. And then plan a time to learn it. And if it takes four people, invite another couple over and have a double date. Right? There's something important about finding time to play together. We're adults, but that doesn't mean we have to not be fun. 
It's okay to take time to play together. Here's another one, right? Play 21 questions with your partner. If, if you need a list, maybe I'll include this at some point, but like a list of great questions that you could ask each other. What's the last time you checked? Like what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food, right? Or um, maybe truth or dare, but you got to be careful because if you ask something and they don't, and you don't want to know the answer, you might get the answer you don't want or they might uh, ask you to do something you don't want to do, right? So we got to be careful with what we're doing because we don't want to create a conflict. But I'm, t- I'm saying you play 20 questions with someone because you get to know them, right? I think about it. Like, why do high schoolers do it? They were building connection and relation. Maybe it was middle schoolers. I can't remember, but you know what I mean. And so if we lean into these things, sometimes we get so grown up and so mature that we forget the simplicity of life and how powerful it can be. So learn how to play a game together. Lastly, and this one I love. I think it's super special. It's not actually a date per se, but it is something I think that's super powerful that can build connection in our lives, is write each other notes. Write a letter to your partner. We did a couple's retreat a couple years ago, and they actually had us write down something. It was called His Words and Her Words. And you wrote basically a letter to your partner and just telling them things that you admire and love about them. That does something to us on the inside. When we hear the affirmation of our spouse telling us how much they admire and what they see inside of us. If you do that, I I guarantee you, guys, your wife will light up. And girls, your husbands will just stand up a little bit taller with pride with these things. And so those are powerful things that you can do. I know I went through those uh, probably pretty fast. So that was it. That was my eight. I know I said there's a bonus from Awesome Marriage this week, and I think it is super awesome to do. So I'm going to give you in on that. I actually saw this on their Instagram, and they said to take some time to look through your wedding album, your wedding photos together, and talk about the moments of what you were experiencing that time, the, the feelings, and connect. Man, how cool is that to think we have these instant markers these catalysts in our relationship documented of these moments where we were full of love and joy right everyone looks happy in their wedding because they're happy that's the the best day of your relationship right there and not forgetting that holding on to that moment holding on to the why when you got married right is so important to do that so look through wedding photos look through engagement photos look through that honeymoon album that you had right look through the birth photos or the family photos that you get regularly with your spouse and and hold on to that and not just like breeze through them but sit down together and take the time and actually talk about them and what you love about the photo or that season of life and what was going on build connection through interaction that's that's the key for it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that it encouraged you. I hope it sparked some ideas on ways that you can engage and date in your relationships and keep that exciting and remembering the fun and the joy you had at the beginning of your relationship all the way through the end. As always, if you enjoyed this, I'd appreciate it for you just to give a like and a review uh, give it a rating on whatever you listen to, if it's Apple or Spotify, right? And then share it out or maybe Stitcher or Overcast or, um, I don't know, I think I use Pocket Cast. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, go ahead and leave a review if you can on there. That helps me out a ton. 
And you can also share this with a friend. If you know someone who's looking for ideas or might need some encouragement to help bring some joy and some fun and some intimacy into their relationship, I'd love for you to share this with them. You can learn more about what is happening at homesteadfamilytherapy.com with me, or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Homestead Family Therapy. Have a great day.